Welcome to the Worst Week Yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we get down to the nitty gritty and then deal with the fact that it's all pretty shitty. I'm your host, Andrew Hillary, and I'm joined once again by my longtime friend, most times co-host, Deanna Mackey. Deanna, what's up, buddy? Ugh. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Just ugh? Yeah, that's my Yelp review, basically, (laughs) of existing on this physical plane, but also of this week. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I imagine it's been pretty rough. Uh, You haven't gotten to hang out with me in two weeks. That's crazy, dude. That's fucking bullshit, because, (laughs) like, now I understand why people who are depressed watch Jerry Springer. It makes them feel better. Well, it's good to have you back. (laughs) So in the absence of you to make me feel better about myself, just by simple comparison, (laughs) I undoubtedly just feel worse. Yeah, well, um, you're in the right place, and I'm glad you're back. Uh, In our third seat... Uh, come calling in from Central Connecticut, uh, you where there is no money, where there's no money, uh, comedian and uh, overall a great friend of mine, new friend of mine. Uh, please welcome Sophia Florence to the show. Hello, Sophia. Hey, how's it going? Uh, well, you already heard how it's going oh. for Deanna. I'm, I'm glad you asked though, because you know what, Sophia? Nobody ever fucking asks me how I'm doing. Really? Nobody asks? I Nobody. feel like that's like the it never the, comes the up. right way to start a conversation. It that's never you, comes up. How you talk to people. <laughs> Deanna instantly pulled her microphone out of her computer. <laughs> it's all right. We're rolling with it. We're riding, folks. Oh, um, Emma was barking. She wanted to know how you were. Oh, Emma. Oh. oh. Emma. I'm great. I'm great. Or she has to poop. One of the two. She's trying to tell us something. I'm doing you look great. so comfortable. <laughs> I'm I'm also just laying down on my couch though. I get it. This is like a therapy session. I'm sitting in an ergonomic chair. This shit looks like it's an, uh, from a spaceship or something. Um yeah, I'm I'm having a good time. I'm I'm honestly I'm doing great. I had a I had a really fun birthday in New York. Friend of the show, Jake Flores, Brad Pearson, and Anders Lee. Um, they they took me out. We went to a NYPD haunted house. Um, it was. Did you pay money for that? No, it was free. Here's the thing, Deanna. The taxpayers of New York City paid money for that. <laughs> Listen here, you I back the blue motherfucker. There was so many good puns, <laughs> like um, "Boo Lives Matter," uh, house, house, "House of a Thousand Porkers." Like it was. <laughs> um, overall, though, uh, I hate to say it, pretty pretty decent haunted house. Uh, as far yeah, like, there is nothing scarier than the fucking police. I thought it was gonna like it. It, it, it. None of the police were like doing police stuff there. Oh, there's this one guy that was like, "No running." Do not run. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. Like, we know <laughs> we know how you guys get when people run, so it's fine. Um, it also uh, imagine going to a haunted house, like a police sponsored haunted house, and they scare you and you run and you get shot in the back. Yeah, that oh might have been. That might have been. <laughs> here's they said no running because they're like they didn't trust themselves. They're like, look, if you guys run, like we 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 don't know what we'll do. Um, this is grim, but yes, uh, it our was- training has conditioned us to shoot people when they run. Fuck. When you, if we see you running, 
are it, that will take over. It will be it'll be like those like you know people that have a, a code word like embedded <laughs> in their brain. It'll be some fucking born identity shit, but it'll just be the cops <laughs> doing what they always do, which is murder. Um, but yeah, I'm having a really good trip so far. I uh, it it has been sunny skies all 10, 12 days that I've been on the road now, except it poured down rain all day on my birthday, which is very funny. I was soggy for my entire birthday, but that's what I got you for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was a good time. Um, got to hang out with my sister, meet her new dog. I got to hang out with Sophia. Sophia put me on a show up in Connecticut, and I uh, told some jokes. It was really fun. Wow, Sophia did more for you on this one birthday she's known you for than I've done for you in, like, 11 <laughs> birthdays. I did send you that spiteful birthday message, though. Here's the thing. I thought that was... Oh, my God, a spiteful one? (laughs) I thought it was a really funny message, and I was hanging out with, like, uh, Jake and Anders and Brad, and I read it to them, and they were all like, wait, what? And I was like, no, you don't get it. That's us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I sent Andrew a birthday message that said that I was glad that he's alive, and then, but not (laughs) because he's... But not because he's like special or valuable, just because like he won't let me commit suicide. So like out of petty spite, if I have to be here, so does he. Yeah, it was a really great message. It was uh, honestly my favorite birthday text uh, that I got. So um, <coughs> thank you for that, Deanna. And uh, well, folks, we've we've got a show to do. Oh. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Deanna, last week, um, the podcast recorder fucked up and like deleted 10 minutes of the episode. That's never happened before. Um, and it sucked. <laughs> I had to redo the intro in my hostel bedroom in Philadelphia. Like there's like bunk beds. There's like six other people. And I'm like, at any moment, somebody could come in and catch me podcasting, which is way more, more embarrassing than getting caught jerking off. So much more embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, but I got it out. Yeah, because everybody jerks off, but only losers make podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, folks, we've got we've got quite a show for you. Actually, this is probably going to be our least informed of our least informed episodes because I uh, have not been paying attention to much this week. I had to like scramble. I I only knew about like two or three things that happened, but I've got I, I filled it out. I filled out the the cheat sheet. We're good to go here. But before we get into that, I just want to take a moment and thank our sponsor. Sophia, did you know that this podcast, people pay money for it? Oh, my God. That's awesome. I love when people pay money for uh, for, for funny things and, and good things on the Internet. That's the appropriate thing to do. This is neither. So we don't know how. We- <laughs> I don't know how we lucked into the money, but thank you all. We're so grateful. Yes, you can support the show at uh, patreon.com slash worst week yet. Uh, you get bonus episodes. Me and Kennedy are doing Spooky Tober, just talking about scary movies and uh, mostly just bullshitting. Um, but, uh, it, you know, you can sign up. You can get the bonus stuff for as little as two fifty a month. However, if you sign up at $10 a month, you become 
a Pizza the Hut level member. That's an official sponsor of the show, and that means you get a personalized thank you. So I just want to say, before we begin, a big shout out to AJ from Baltimore, Andrea Humphrey, Darren, no last name, The Green Button, The Man in the West, Idnex, Patrick, Leave Me Alone, Josh Troopin, Zap Actions Downer, and FDIC Bees Knees. Patreon.com slash Worst Weekend. Fuck yeah, dude. Now, are you ready for the news, Deanna, Sophia? I'm I'm ready. I uh I, I'm one of those weirdos that has like a news app on their phone. Like I uh, I shouldn't keep up with it. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> it's like really bad. Like I like I, I have a news aggregator that actually like uh, I turn off almost all of my alerts on my my phone except for the news aggregator. It's because every once in a while something will come up that's amazing and I need to hear it or horrible and I should also hear it. Well, um, we've tried to we try to focus on the horrible here. Um, so I just want to begin uh, this one. I want to begin this week with a just a I believe a tragic story. Um, and I'm sorry if this is the first you're hearing of it, Deanna, but <sighs> Tulsi Gabbard has left the left. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tulsi that Gabbard. place that she never was. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard, the uh, former surfer cult turned uh, weirdo, like fucking, I'm definitely very <laughs> pro-imperialism whenever India does it, but anti-imperialism whenever America does it. Like, th- she's got like the weirdest, worst politics, but people uh, are obsessed with her for some reason. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't quite know. Like, this is, she's kind of like a contrarian, so like. She's like, yeah, you know, she was like, I'm a Democrat, but I'm not like the other Democrats. Um, but yeah, so she left the left. Uh, she, you know, she gave a laundry list of reasons, but the one thing that she said that I did want to point out is um, she left because, quote, an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness, end quote. Um, that's what she said the Democratic Party had been. Cowardly wokeness. Does she have just like one of those, like those sex dice, but it's just like, <laughs> but it's like just for, for like buzzwords. <laughs> kind of. It sounds like it. Yeah. She has to, because like the, you can either be cowardly or you can be a warmonger. It's like when people said that like Anakin in the prequels was like a little bitch, but like in episode two, Anakin went and committed a whole ass genocide against the Tuscan Raiders. Like, I think that there is nothing... That's not like a little bitch thing to do, to like commit a genocide <laughs> with your bare hands. Uh, like, I think there is nothing more bitch made than committing a genocide. <laughs> I think it's a horrible thing to do, but... Yeah, but like, like, how <laughs> much of a fucking little shrimp dick pussy do you have to be to be like, you know what? The only way I can be at peace is for all these other people to die. Like, how are you so bent out of shape about other people just living? That's the most cowardly shit there is. Fair. <laughs> Didn't Anakin Skywalker blow up a whole planet once? I feel like he's problematic. Yeah, just Maybe. out of pettiness. Yeah. Like, just, just because he fucking felt like it. Anakin Again. Skywalker, problematic. And I'm not saying that because I'm a cowardly woke. I'm just... <laughs> I'm saying it because I'm a warmonger. <laughs> why i left the death star okay um (laughs) i've actually never seen star wars so i don't know what we're talking about 
Uh, it's the guy with like the like <laughs> the black mask. You know Darth Vader, dude. You know who Darth Vader yeah, it's, is. Yes, it's the guy dude. that became Darth Vader. And before he became Darth Vader, he was a kid, but he's really whiny. He was like very emotionally they, bitchy. But then like he went and murdered everyone, like just just because like he just Darth oh, Vader's was the original. Wait, we're talking about Darth Vader? Yes. Yes. Oh, he's definitely a coward. And an incel, <laughs> I think. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Is he an incel? I, I mean, he had sex with Padme. Mm, I've seen some of his posts on 4chan. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> we, every incel can get laid once. <laughs> every dog has Fair. his day. In, every incel loses his virginity. Um no, there's no logic to what I'm saying, folks. We are having a good time here. Uh, yes, yeah, so Tulsi Gabbard, she is now, I believe, joined the forward party with Andrew Yang. So, oh my God, really? I, I, somebody said that. I haven't fact checked that. I, I, you oh, know, I don't I really fact check much on this show, but um, yeah, because I don't think she's going full Republican. She's like, no, I'm not a, I'm not a liberal. I'm not a conservative. I'm a secret third thing, which is just a conservative. Um, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm sick of the two-party duopoly. I want to be like, I'm just going to do the same thing as one of the parties, but call it something else. But smoke weed while I do it. Yeah, I'm like a Republican. Like, I do think we should put, like, queer people in camps, but, like, I think weed is cool. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, and I uh, uh, have a lot of crypto or something, <laughs> NFTs. Um, and I, like, buy, buy independent porn on the internet. So, definitely, like, that, sex, that part of sex work is cool. Yeah, well, I am a Republican, but these age of consent laws, man. All right, let's move on. Um, so, also, <laughs> while we're on the subject, uh, this week... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was giving a town hall in New York um, when she was uh, interrupted by some protesters. These two people stood up and started screaming at her because she started the war with Russia. (laughs) Here's the thing. They were, and like, uh, Sophie, I don't know where you fall. Like, we, me and Deanna, like, we're kind of like, AOC is like on a scale of politicians. She's pretty good, but like there's definitely a lot of criticisms, a lot of like valid complaints about her. Um, But like the way that people come after her is like so obviously like not just about like her specific shit. Like they were screaming at her because they, they were literally like, you voted to start the war in Ukraine. It's like nobody voted to start that war. Russia invaded. Like there was no declaration (laughs) made. We aren't voting on what Putin does. Yeah. Our votes barely impact what the politicians here do. Yeah. And then they were like Mm -hmm. yelling at her because she voted to authorize like the weapon sales to Ukraine or whatever. They're like, you're, you're pushing us towards nuclear world war three. And it's like, I don't, you know, like I, I don't agree with voting for that. Like, I don't think that's good, but like, (laughs) You're, they never yell at Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi like that. They always come for AOC like this for this shit. And it's like, it just, it, I don't know. I feel like there's like alternative motivations that like because she's got such notoriety and like is, like I said, like she's not great, but she's better than a lot of the other ones that they're like, we have to make a scene for her. And, um, and then the guy screamed out, 
Tulsi Gabbard was against the war, but you voted for it. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Here she comes again. See, when you when you said, speaking of which, I thought we were going to say that AOC started an OnlyFans site. And I was going to say, <laughs> wow, I missed a really good piece of news this week. That would have changed my that the trajectory of my week. I probably wouldn't have been able to pick you up on Friday night for, for reasons. No. <laughs> but I did see her getting, like, getting dragged on Twitter a little bit because... She she posted something. Emma. She posted something denouncing anti-Semitism. And all of these people, I guess she wasn't really getting dragged. Ilhan Omar was getting dragged. Yeah, yeah. They they're always coming after Ilhan Omar for saying, like, hey, uh, nothing against Jewish people, but the government of Israel is like killing a lot of people and they're not good and they're like you hate the jews it's like that's not what she fucking said at all <laughs> jesus Christ. yeah so so uh she tweeted something about like obviously against anti-semitism and everyone was like don't don't come after kanye go after your friend ilhan omar oh jesus and I fucking just, Christ. what a bizarre oh. take yeah what it just what are we doing here? Um, well, I tell, I'll tell you this: we will be getting to Kanye later. He's had uh, potentially the worst week yet, so we'll we'll get a, we'll circle back to that. But while we're on the subject of uh, of Russia, of you know impending nuclear holocaust, whatever, uh, this week, uh, just last Sunday, Russia shot missiles at the capital of Ukraine at Kiev. They you know there was they blew up a bridge in Russia or in Crimea like two weeks ago and like it's not really clear who did it but they think it was ukraine um so russia retaliated they you know launched missiles at the city and people were reacting as if uh nobody ever bombs countries during a war like I, it, like this this is one of those things like i'm not trying to take russia's side but like we bombed the capital of iraq like two days after we invaded like this is just what when you're invaded like people are like i can't believe they would bomb the capital city and it's like wh why can't you believe that that's what that's what that's what countries that are at war do what the fuck are you talking about yeah like how else did you think they were gonna overthrow the existing government yeah. there like what? isn't that what war is like yeah like, war is bombing stuff and shooting things blowing things up as like a general no it's not war is just three cowards in a trench coat <laughs> three woke <laughs> three woke cowards in a trench coat though <laughs> that's that's why tulsi gabbard is in the war <laughs> um but yeah it's just like again like i do not support russia's invasion i'm not saying like oh they didn't do anything wrong this is bad but like the way people react it's like what what the fuck do you think is going on here? Like, what what do you think this is? It's it's so weird that people like try to pretend that they don't understand that this is just what war is. Like, like Russia's doing some like some. They're not just like a regular warring country. Like they're doing something over the top and different than like we fucking bomb capital cities all the time. Like, what the fuck? It's so it bothers yeah. me a lot. This isn't anywhere near the worst of what we've seen of war. Yeah, this isn't anywhere near... Uh, I think 14 people died in the bombings, which is bad. Um, and I don't have the stats on here, but I, I'm willing to bet that when we bombed uh, the capital of Iraq, 
I'm willing to bet more than 14 people died. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> 14 doesn't feel like a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you know, for like a war for bombs, bombs like tend to kill uh, you know, more than 14 people on a clip. Yeah, honestly, if Russia like dropped multiple bombs on your capital city and only managed to kill 14 people, I think you should be a little easy on them. <laughs> like they clearly <laughs> don't know what they're doing with bombs like <laughs> <laughs> I don't acknowledge acts of war that are anything less than a 9-11, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Um, so, yes, let's move on. Um, I've got a bit of a lighter story here. Okay. No, it is not lighter. Never mind. It is just about a different subject. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, a pod of 230 whales, uh, pilot whales, were found uh, beached in Tasmania. Uh, all these whales, they swam up into this bay and then beached themselves. And by the, it's in a very remote place. By the time they found these 230 whales, only like 35 of them were left alive. And so there's like this pr uh, rescue thing in process where they're trying to take these remaining few whales and uh, get them back in the water. And here's my thing. If 230 whales all decided simultaneously that they no longer wanted to be alive, I don't think we should be rescuing them. They clearly made a choice as a community. Was this whale of Jonestown? This, yeah, That's what we, I was just thinking. Yeah. But also... It's like the most horrible thing that's ever come out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> See, now, there were more suicides here than there were on 9-11, so this red... <laughs> <laughs> more whales jumped out of the building just a whale falling more whales <laughs> planes that whale did not fall at free fall speed <laughs> <laughs> jet fuel cannot melt steel whales all right that's I'm whale blubber cannot melt steel beans see deanna i'm so glad you're here to be funnier than me <laughs> But yeah, like clearly this this community of whales made a choice and I think it's honestly um it's it's fucked up of us as human beings to decide no. This is like a whole like uh whales Terry Shibo thing like you know they're like no, we can't let these whales choose to go out. These whales do not want to be around anymore and that's okay. Like who the fuck are we to tell them that they need to stick it out? Wait, wasn't Terry Shibo was that the person on life support that like there was the whole court battle? About? Yes. Okay. Okay. I yeah. was like, wait, who did I just? She reference? was a vegetable. People felt weird about it. Yeah. yeah. Mostly Catholics. She was a vegetable, and people felt weird about it. These were not vegetables. These were whales. <laughs> whales are vegetables. I don't know how <laughs> veganism works. Don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> so uh, yes, poor went out for the thirty-five whales that they saved. Against their will, um, you know. Try again next time. You got to get more remote. Against their will. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, now we've got to talk about. Oh boy. Oh boy. Deanna, cancel culture has struck once again. Sophia, are you a fan of cancel culture? It keeps. Uh. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, I've, I've got mixed reviews. <laughs> So cancel culture has struck again, and this time the victim 
is um, the Alaska crab season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. What was it? Like two billion crabs disappeared? Two billion crabs disappeared. Like 95% of the entire population of crabs in Alaska literally just disappeared. They have no idea where the crabs are. And so they're like, oh, we can't. We can't take any crabs out this year. Like all the crab fishermen are just they they can't work this year. Hold on. I thought they found the crabs. No. Yeah, I heard I heard that Wait, uh I heard yeah. that um uh last time this happened, all the crabs went to the other side of the Bering Strait and were just kind of hanging over by Russia. Yeah, like I thought that's what I thought happened. Wait, did they find them this time? Or was that just where they were last I don't, time? I don't, I don't know. I think that's just where they were last time. But I, I think uh, there's like reasonable conjecture. The crabs are hanging out uh, like over by Russia. You know what? We're not usually Googlers, but Kennedy made it okay to Google. <laughs> yeah, find these crabs. Here's I've just got to know. Here's what I've got to say. Um, it was a tragedy that the crabs may have died, but if they are joining sides with oh. Russia, we should nuke them. <laughs> Look, you know, if the crabs have clearly chosen a side, like there's nothing, there's no reason that we should uh, hold back at all. What did Trump do that mother of all bombs, Mobe? We should drop a giant, we should drop the largest bomb that's ever been detonated into the Bering Strait. And here's the thing. Just so we get our crabs back. Yeah, well, I mean, we can still eat the crabs afterwards. The mob wasn't That's nuclear. Fair. Yeah. Um. Any any results there, Deanna? Okay, so I guess the crabs have not yet been found. Um. Where in the world is crab in San Diego? Go on. That's it. <laughs> no crab season is canceled. canceled. You know what? This is this is. This is an attack. Yeah. No. The, once again, the cowardly woke moralist, um, uh, the woke mind virus. Oh, do you think maybe it's, do you think it's Havana syndrome? It's definitely Havana syndrome. It might be. I mean, first of all, the economic impact of canceling all you can eat crab legs <laughs> but, is going to be unmatched there's a place where you can get all you can eat crab legs how much are you paying for that like 35 40 bucks oh is that in like baltimore or something is that why i've missed this this whole time i just like no it's in pittsburgh it's in pittsburgh um to be fair they are river crabs so oh yeah Um. i was gonna say you guys uh are like pretty far from the ocean they are (laughs) frat bros crabs Hold on. I have to do something stupid because my dog won't stop screaming. So I assume she has to go outside. So Deanna's, are, Deanna's walking through her house and it, I feel like we're on fucking uh, Blair Witch Project right now. Yeah, right. Are, are river crabs as delicious as ocean crabs? Are they like as good? Uh, I was lying. There's no such thing as river crabs. Uh, yeah. Oh, you made that up. <laughs> oh, I, I I would have had no idea. <laughs> like, I have no idea. We are rivers. we are near enough to the Atlantic Ocean that we do receive their crabs. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you can get crabs anywhere these days. But they're, pr- I mean, it's like the cheapest grade of crab at an all you can eat crab, pl- uh, crab leg place. And, like, you know, they're frozen at the beach and then they send them over. It's fine. Um, I do, I am a fan of all you can eat crab legs because you're a fan of all you can eat anything, though. All right. You're not wrong. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm the same way, man. There's, there's two all you can eat sushi places Ooh. in New Haven. And I'm that nervous about risky. that. Yeah, no, I was nervous about it too, but I I actually went there the day I got married and the day I got divorced. Nice. (laughs) I went with my ex-wife both times. (laughs) Were you like just like once more for the road? Yeah, yeah. We we got divorced and went out for dinner together. Uh that's that's uh that's what happens with lesbians, man. I it's just like um I f- I feel like uh, like straight people don't have like like clean breakups. Lesbians are like, man, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Or lesbians are like, I'm gonna burn your house down. It's yeah, either yeah. the most casual thing that's ever happened or the least casual. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. My my last partner was the least casual one that's ever happened. But but my my marriage ended very nicely. Uh, we're still friends. We still talk. And uh, I would, you know, 10 out of 10 would, would grab sushi with her again. Oh, you can eat sushi, though? Or are we talking oh my about? God, yeah, no, no. It's it's fantastic. It's like really weird how good it is. And it's either 20 or $30, depending on the day. Um, and it really shouldn't be as good as it is. The only rule is that you have to eat everything that you order on a plate. And you fill out like little cards before. Um, oh. For, for each course and so if you order something that you don't like and you order some weird roll like a dummy uh and then they bring you out your weird roll and you don't eat it you cannot have more sushi like you are you're done i feel like i could eat 50 dollars worth of sushi i i feel like i could get my was money's this, worth at this place was this concept created by catholics were they like did they come <laughs> and like guilt trip you about not eating it Oh God! Uh, Did they tell I, I, you that someone is starving somewhere else? <laughs> no, they just they just ignore your table if you don't eat it. They just straight up will not come back to your table. Um, there's a place about an hour from here that's like an all you can eat like steak buffet, but I'm not talking about like a fancy Brazilian steakhouse that has like meat, nice meats, treat meats. This is like trash meat. Oh, what, what is it? What is it like? The the kind of like like steakums like. I, I have no idea. But when I was in high school, my my boyfriend went there and got seven steaks. But the fifth one was like kind of too rare. And then he shit his pants in the car on the way back. I wasn't there. Uh, no. But every time I think about the fact that that guy eventually beat me up, I like to think, well. He also shit his pants on the way back from a steak buffet. So there is justice in this world. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I, uh, I I have a relative and I won't name names that uh, that got food poisoning on the way back from like their probably second date ever. Uh, and shit themselves in the car. And uh, we were living together at the time and. Uh, I've never heard this person sound so feeble, like calling out from the bathroom. Because I was, I was like, why does it smell like shit in the house? <laughs> and 
all I heard from the bathroom was like, I shit myself. <laughs> uh, and apparently it was Red Robin. So <laughs> I have uh, not gone back to Red Robin since then. <laughs> I've never shit myself. Like I definitely peed my pants, but I never shit myself. But I feel like there is something humbling about it for those that it happens to. Like everyone that I know that has shit themselves, like it breaks their spirit a little bit. Yes, it does. Um, I, I, I've never like full on shit myself, but I, you know, I've like a little, 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 little more than just gas a few times here and there, you know. And uh, yeah, it's, it is, it is a, it is a dreadful. You you do not feel good about anything in your life afterwards. Uh, one time, I was in traffic driving home from work, and it was like standstill. Like it took. It usually takes 15 minutes. I was in the car for an hour and I had to shit so bad. And we and I was like fuck 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 like just clenching the steering wheel with all my might and I finally made it home and I pulled into my driveway and I was 10 feet away from my bathroom and I shit myself in my car. Just that. <laughs> oh. One of my so yeah. <laughs> Someone that I know has really bad IBS and was on a road trip with her husband and children. And they were stuck in really bad traffic somewhere on the West Coast. And they were like trying to go across this bridge and she had to shit really bad. And she just like couldn't possibly hold it. There was no option in the world for her to hold it. And so she had to like climb over the third row of seats in their like, you know, car for seven and shit into a garbage bag in oh. in the like in the trunk but like you know how those SUVs are there's not actually a trunk mm-hmm. oh yep. no yep. that's so horrible being a what human being are we is talking about up. this oh yeah <laughs> hold on let me get my dog back okay Okay, I did. There was not much more to the crab story. I don't know. Hopefully, we find the crabs. Um, luckily, crab rangoons do not actually have any crab in them, so like at least at least there won't be a rangoon shortage. Um, but yeah. So uh, now, Deanna, this might be a touchy subject, but we do have to talk about another shortage that's currently happening. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to get my dog back. That's okay. You can do that, Emma. Come here. <laughs> Emma, get in the house. Emma Louise. <laughs> your dog, your dog has a middle name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My my old cat had a middle name too, but it was Spaghetti, which is like a perfectly normal middle name for a cat. That is a very good idiot. middle name. I mean, his Look first name was Steve. For the listeners at home, the oh dog my gosh, is she's amazing. La- the dog is sprawled. And uh <laughs> Deanna's in her backyard. This is this is how this is where technology is. You can podcast from your garage, dude. <laughs> it's so sunny in Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh, I haven't been home in so long. I hope Gravy's doing good. My <laughs> my roommates texted me. Uh, I was like, "Can I get pictures of Gravy?" So they just sent me a picture of her puke that she left on the carpet. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good bit. Very good bit. Anyways. My mom's first name is my mom's name is Louise. And so you name your dog after your mom? My husband's mom's middle name is also Louise. So oh. Emma That's Louise. A lot of Louise. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. A lot of, lot of weeds action. Wee wheezy out here, folks. Uh, so, yes, we do. We I want to talk about another national shortage that, like I said, Deanna, this one, this one might be a bit upsetting. I don't know where you're at. Um, so this week it was revealed that there has somehow been for like the last six months a national shortage of Adderall. Like people are not able to get their prescriptions filled. Uh, and it's like something like 60% of pharmacies across the country cannot fill the prescriptions at this point. Um, and it's just like some supply chain bullshit where they're like, yeah, we don't have enough. I don't know what to tell you. Like, and nobody really knows what to do because, you know, obviously a lot of people in this country kind of dependent on Adderall to survive and there's no real plan. Uh, they're just like, Hey, uh, it is what it is. You're fucked. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess there, there's some good notes about that um, where like it will catch up pretty quickly. Like there are generics. Um, it's not going to be, it's not going to be as horrible. Like the only reason is uh, uh, for, for them saying, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's indefinite is because if you say like some specific date you become legally liable and there's all this other uh, kind, kind of kind of bullshit that comes with it. So you just say, oh, we don't actually know, but it's like, ah, everything should be fine. But it's funny because this was reported on uh, maybe like six months ago. Like I remember like actually hearing about this and maybe it's because like I work in that industry. And so I, I, I hear about these stories like very quickly. But um, yeah, that's actually one of those things that like it will suck for a little bit, but um, you shouldn't have too much of a problem keeping up with it if you have an Adderall script, uh, as long as you live close to like more than one pharmacy. Uh, if you are in one of those podunk towns, it's like, you know, you've got one pharmacy. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably not going to be a good time. Where I'm, where I'm seeing some of my friends who, um, and just also some of my enemies who... <laughs> 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 I keep tabs on my enemies' prescriptions. <laughs> there are both people I like and people I don't like that benefit from the use of Adderall. And and so what I'm seeing is um people are one their pharmacy is switching them to a generic which isn't as cut and dry as you would like it to be. Um, because you're like some of the additional like filler ingredients, et cetera, like can cause you to react really differently. Yep. Um, the other thing about it is that if you aren't able to get your full prescription, but then the pharmacy fills part of it, if you try to go and get the rest of the, like it's creating actually more of an issue in terms of insurance coverage because now like your doctor wrote you a script for 30. You only picked up 10 at the pharmacy. You need the other 20, but the insurance is saying, we just filled this. We just filled an Adderall prescription for you. You're not eligible for 30 days. And it's like, well, how the fuck am I going to make 10 pills last 30 days bet them all on black oh my god yeah that sucks <laughs> I, I always forget about like 
the insurance thing, I'm always thinking about this from like a, like a supply chain side. Um, I actually, I, I work in that industry, like in the manufacturing R&D world um, and uh, deal with like formulation and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, the, the, the problem with generics uh, is definitely something uh, that I think about all the time because uh, yeah, people, people will make the active drug ingredient, but like, like your, your uh, excipients and whatever else goes in there, like uh, is uh, it's patent protected. Like nobody, nobody knows the, the, the same ratio of ingredients. Like we're all just kind of, uh, you, you can't copy that. Right. The other thing that I'm finding really upsetting is the amount of like really shitty pushback that people who take Adderall, like, as prescribed under medical supervision, um, like pushback from other people, just treating them like drug addicts. Uh, and it's like, you know, sure. There are people that do use that medication recreationally, but people who are genuinely like experiencing relief to something that is detrimental to their entire way of life telling them when they're talking about needing their medication like telling them you're just a drug addict is such a fucking shitty take yeah 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 Um, that's horrible also i mean i mean even if somebody is a drug addict like maybe they should just have their drugs like yeah, we are pro drugs on this podcast for sure. Okay, yeah, I am. Because here's the thing: is whether you are, need. whether you are medically reliant or you are reliant because you are a drug addict. When your body withdraws from that shit, you're gonna be fucked the fuck up either way. I think yep. one of the I think one of the stances that we've taken on this podcast in response to like some some olympian or something getting caught for using performance enhancing drugs i think our stance was like they should all have to be on drugs like it's i want to see i want to see people like going for it you know i think every yeah same every athlete should uh... be should be i want forced injections I, mean, I feel like that turns into like Bioshock after a while, like, like yes. the level of like weird I'm, mutations and shit people might have. I want mutations. I want um uh, half human, half robot hybrids. I want um that football from the uh, Fox NFL commercials to just play. Like you know, I want it all. <laughs> I want to see Godzilla kick a home run in like um kickball or something. Yeah. I'm so into that. Yeah, no, that's that's the right way to do sports. This went in such a very, like, sorry to bother you direction. (laughs) Like, one minute I was advocating for people who are medically dependent, like, are are physically dependent (laughs) on a medication to be able to access that, whether that dependence came by way of medical necessity or recreational use or addiction. And we have ended up at forced injections for athletes. And Godzilla kickball. Um, you're right, though, Deanna. We should, uh, we should, let, you know what? Let's move on. Um, this week, uh, <laughs> 
This week, uh, Wal- both Walmart and Target announced that they are starting their br- Black Friday sales early. And also, Amazon is doing an extra Prime Day, uh, like an additional one for this year. And now all these companies have said it's because they have too much merchandise in stock and they need to sell it off. However, here's what I'm thinking. You know, we've been talking for a few uh, few months about how, like, people that are in finance keep saying, like, oh, something bad's coming, something bad's coming. Like, the fucking the CEO of, like, Wells Fargo or whatever was like, hey, no, this is, this is, this is all going to fall apart pretty soon. Like, a big recession coming. And so what I'm thinking is that, like, the fact that these major retailers are like, what if we just try and do as much sales as we can right now? Uh, like, I'm like, are they worried? Do they think that this is coming, like, before the holiday season? Is is that why they're doing it? Again, this is all speculation. I'm a fucking idiot, but, like, I don't know. It's like, why, why, are, why are all of a sudden they're like, we need to sell everything? Like, that's not a good sign. Um, oh, yeah, I, don't love that. <laughs> I don't love that, but... I think uh, more than it has, more than it being a sign that like some predicted event is going to come about sooner than we anticipated. Um, I think it has more to do with the fact that they do have like there is an excess of merchandise because companies ordered tons of shit to have in stock for when the government was pumping stimulus money out. Mm. And then a lot of people were like, I don't know what the fuck is going on and, and held that money. Yeah. And there is this backup of like an inventory backup. And there are things that like should have been sold through in like summer of 2021 that big box retailers are still trying to unload on people. So I think partially Mm. it has to do with like a pending recession, but I also think partially it has to do with just like the good old fashioned greed we're used to all along. Yeah, that makes sense too. I know we are like looking down the barrel of another pretty sizable COVID wave too. So Oh, well, we uh, that will start probably Sophia, like, I'm, I'm getting sorry. really bad. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know if you uh, have been paying attention, but uh, COVID is over. Joe Biden said that coronavirus is uh, <laughs> over as a, as a pandemic. So I, I, I don't know. You might you might be misinformed. And actually, that that brings me to our next story. Um, we typically. Wait. Oh, go ahead. I saw the wildest tweet today. OK, and I just have to tell everyone. <laughs> It said, the person said that they saw Joe Biden walking down the street wearing sweatpants and the sound of his hog slapping against his thigh. (laughs) I forget the rest because I got Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So I just want to (laughs) say, I love so much that you... (laughs) Interrupted me in the middle of doing a transition while you were eating, so your mouth was full to tell me half a tweet that you forgot the rest of. Deanna, I'm so glad you're here, buddy. <laughs> Listen, I took my meds on an empty stomach, and it was starting to get upset, so now I'm eating a biscuit. Okay, times are hard. A bitch needs a biscuit. <laughs> I I had some kratom the other day. I didn't have much because, like, apparently, like, it's 
it's very easy to overdo it and make yourself sick, but I felt pretty what good. What even is that? I don't know. It's some kind of tea or powder or something. I don't I don't know. Uh, Much like the second half of that tweet. <laughs> okay. I, we I, enjoyed I it, but we don't know why. I found the tweet. It said, just saw Joe Biden walking in sweatpants and his hog was slapping his thighs so bad. It sounded like a grandfather clock. And then a follow-up tweet is, it set off a car alarm. <laughs> Like father, Thank you so much. Like father, like son. Okay, but the fact that I remembered the first like 62% of that tweet <laughs> verbatim and then remembered nothing about the rest is why we need to resolve this Adderall shortage post-haste. <laughs> I was going to say, does that, does that, is that also like a, a terminally online thing where just like remembering tweets? No. Like half of them, it's just information overload. Sometimes I remember yeah. sometimes I remember that I saw a tweet and have no idea who said it or what it was about. But I'm like, I saw a tweet I liked today. That's the end of that story. But anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> um, COVID, we don't we don't we 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 listen to the president. The president says that COVID is over. But, um, you know, I know, uh, you know, we 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 talked about COVID literally every week for the first like 90 some weeks of this podcast, Sophia, until Joe Biden said that we didn't have to anymore. So. It brings me great pain to say this, but there is a COVID story this week that I want to talk about. Um, so hear me out. Now, do you remember a few weeks ago when Ron DeSantis sent those migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard? Yes. So this week it was revealed that apparently uh, he paid for that with COVID relief money. <laughs> oh, God damn. Yeah, the oh. Treasury is investigating. Um, which is good. Uh, I'm sure he'll go down for it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Something there will definitely be consequences. Big winks. Uh, yeah, I definitely. You can't see me, but I am winking wholeheartedly. Yeah, uh, Ron DeSantis. I feel like is competing for like worst governor in history. Like, like, like just with himself. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it is. It is Ron DeSantis. Today versus Ron DeSantis every day proceeding today. Every and day tomorrow, is... Ron DeSantis will absolutely win. Every day. But you know what? Go ahead. That's how he, that's why he excels. He's not worried about the other guy. He's worried about his own guy, which is himself. Every day is the worst, yes. the worst Ron yet. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I guess there was one other COVID story, and again, it's it's silly for us to even talk about this, but I, it, you know, I guess I might as well mention it since we're on the subject. You know, um, <laughs> this week a new subvariant called XBB was identified in Singapore that is resistant to both vaccines and the monoclonal antibody treatment, and uh, it is so infectious that in just one day the case numbers in the entire country of Singapore fucking doubled. But it's probably fine. Everything's probably fine, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I'm, sure it's all, I'm sure it's all good. I'm sure it's all good. Love when things <laughs> spread that fast. That is the best. That yeah. is the best way to spread is fast. You know what Singapore needs? They need Joe Biden to be their president and say that COVID's over. That's they're fucking up. That's obviously they don't want. It's you know it's the same. You know the woke mind virus. They just these these uh, the people of Singapore just want to be victims of COVID. I don't. Uh, they're cowards. Let's move on. Um, so this week, uh, a few climate activists caused quite the stir, if you will. 
Um, these two, I think, teenagers went to uh, a museum and threw a can of soup on a Van Gogh painting. Um, well, actually, they threw the, the can of soup on the glass that protects the painting. Uh, but people were so mad at these kids for doing this. And here's my thing. I don't think this uh, act um, is going to fix anything. Uh, but I also don't think that yelling about these kids doing this is going to fix anything either. <laughs> like people, people yeah. are on this like crusade against these children for doing a stunt, and it's like you're doing a stunt that way less people are going to notice. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, it's it's not going to work. But neither is this. Shut up. Like, who cares? Here's here's the thing that what they did was actually while like. In a way, it was incredibly effective because it made headlines, became a topic everywhere, but also didn't do like, didn't do anything that simultaneously was like bringing people into direct harm yep. or, or, disrupting the lives of the working <coughs> class in pursuit of getting the attention of billionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so it came, I've seen a worse protest, honestly. Yeah. 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 And then it came out that this, uh, these two kids are involved in some group. I didn't write down the name of the group. Um, but the group is, uh, the, the, the chair of the group is the daughter of an oil heiress and people were like, oh, here it goes. It was all a paid op. Here's the thing. This uh, oil heiress hates her family, hates her wealth, and has been like, she started this foundation to get us off of uh, fossil fuels. So, like, she's still a rich scumbag. But, like, she, like, is like, oh, I see where my money came from. And, like, I'm not trying to give it away. But I'm also, like, I under I'm acknowledging the problem and I want to stop oil. Like, people are like, this proves it. This was all a fucking psyop. And it's like... No, I mean, she might just be a rich kid that hates her family's business. <laughs> like, that's also a possibility. Um, yeah, there's plenty of people that have shit tons of money that also realize that climate change would be a bad time for them. Like, like, this, like not everybody that has more than, you know, a million dollars can afford the get, get off the planet ticket that, like, you know, you've, mm -hmm. you've got your, like, musk and bezos can get like there are people that are kind of obviously not middle class there quote unquote although it's a loaded term but like there's people that are fairly wealthy like on a global perspective that still like could not get off the planet to avoid the consequences of climate change and like would be uh deeply inconvenienced by it and, and don't want it to happen so it's like she is probably in that in that category somewhere Maybe the whales committed suicide to protest climate change. Oh, fuck. Did anybody check? And see <laughs> oh, fuck. Did anybody see if there were cans of soup on that beach? Um, <laughs> <laughs> whales for my family. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I said, like, I mean, it's a stunt, like, whatever. Like, but, you know, for people to be like, it's a psyop, it's like, dude, this. Oh. Man, like, people are so fucking sure of themselves. And, like, we're idiots, but, like, at least we kind of acknowledge that we're idiots. And I don't know. It the part 
the part that always bums me out is that like, these are people who are, are correct in their assumption that like, there is always more to the story and shit that we're not being told and secret, yeah. uh, like, like secret intentions and whatever. It's just that what their guesses at the secret intentions are is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. George, uh, by the yes. way, um, the soup, if you're wondering what kind of soup it was, it was um, uh, George Soros minestrone. So. Come uh, on, you couldn't have gone with Soros stew. Shut the, the fuck, fuck up, Dave. All right, you know what? Maybe you're a little too much funnier than me. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here trying to come up with chicken soro, chicken noodle soros. Okay, all right. Let's move on. Uh, so chicken got... soros for the climate change soul. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's move on. Uh, so we got a couple more stories here. Uh, this one I'm really excited about. So uh, we've had a couple debates this week for uh, Senate Senate candidates across the country. Um, one of them was the debate between uh, Ron Johnson and Mandela Barnes, I believe is the, his opponent's name, in Wisconsin. Uh, notable about this debate, uh, you know, Ron Johnson's a piece of shit. I don't know much about Mandela Barnes, but uh, the last question that they, that they asked at this debate uh, was really incredible. It was like one of those like, so before we end, like uh, the people of Wisconsin, they say that they the one thing they can all agree on is that they're sick of all the nastiness in politics. So before we end the debate, we want you to say something nice about your opponent. And so Mandela Barnes was like, uh he's you know a family man you know despite our disagreements like he's always been you know taking good care of his kids blah 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 and then they go to ron johnson the republican candidate uh i'm sorry incumbent and ron johnson says why well, too admire uh Miss, uh, Mr. Barnes's, you know, family connections. Uh, but I don't understand, you know, he was brought up in this good family how he ended up hating America. <laughs> I saw that. That was incredible. Like, like Ron Johnson is such an the incredible musician that he so can't hard. just say something nice about someone. Like, like in this very like sanitized kind of way. Like, like that was the toss up. Is is like this just very sanitary thing? It's just like, could you just say something nice about somebody for once? Like, could you just be nice for thirty five seconds, and then you could be a piece of shit for the rest of your life again? And Ron Johnson was like, no. <laughs> I mean, that is the Republican MO. That's their plan. Yeah. They're um, unabashedly, uninterruptedly shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was also a debate between uh JD Vance and Tim Ryan, where Tim Ryan did pretty good apparently. Um I had I didn't get a chance to like watch any of it, but um, people are saying that this Ohio Senate race might be tighter than uh, like th there's like a small chance that the Democrat could actually win, which Ohio's red as hell. That would be wild. But I don't know. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it kind of a deal. But I don't know. J.D. Vance fucking sucks. <laughs> like they they really picked a, a lot of bad candidates this time, or you know, <laughs> let a lot of bad candidates win. But um, I read that that book he wrote. Oh, yeah. Hillbilly Elegy. Mm. Yeah. Before Ooh, it was how like, bad was it? Oh, it was pretty bad. It was it was so self-aggrandizing about like 
his bootstraps while simultaneously like being incredibly condescending to the people that he was like supposedly writing to like reveal what their life is like and like it just oh just trash takes here and there and everywhere yeah so i don't know i i still uh, like i said i'll believe it when i see it but uh, you know it seems like there is some somewhat of a chance um and uh, our last story about debates this is what i'm really excited about we finally got to see raphael warnock share a stage with herschel walker and oh my god Raphael Warnock did not fucking attack him for lying about getting an abortion. Like, the Democrats do not want to win. How the fuck do you not talk about that? Like, I get the civility in politics. Like, you know, it is a sensitive, like, personal matter. But, like, you you, you want to beat him, right? Like, we, he he's an anti-choice, a pro-life guy that made somebody get an abortion and paid for it. Like, how do you not bring that up? How the fuck do you it's not do that? But he survived like a presumably like an hour long debate and just said nothing about that. Just like left that on the table. It's wild. Um, but That's insane. It seems like the only Democrat that wants to win is John Fetterman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, the, but the one debate, I, uh, the one detail from the Herschel Walker Warnock debate, uh, that is potentially the most incredible thing that has ever happened in American politics. Uh, during this debate, Raphael Warnock did bring up something about how Herschel Walker at one time like was lying about having been a police officer. And so Herschel Walker responded uh, that he was not lying, that he had been deputized by a police department and then pulled out a fucking badge from his pocket. Now, this is not an official police badge. This is like the badge that they give to kids who are on their deathbeds that are like, oh, I just no. always wanted to know what it'd be like to be a police officer before I die of leukemia. That, oh, no. And the Make-A-Wish so, badge. Herschel Walker has this in his pocket unprompted, which means he carries it around with him every day, everywhere he goes. And so this alone would be funny enough. But then... The moderators for the debate <laughs> were like, uh, Mr. Walker, we have rules against using props on the debate stage. <laughs> <laughs> they yelled at him for doing prop comedy. <laughs> oh, no. Not props. Oh, Herschel no. Walker feels like uh, every like SNL skit about Mr. T is really just Herschel Walker. Here's the thing. Herschel Walker is like another, like in the series of like, people said whenever Donald Trump got elected, they were like, this is going to be so good for comedy. But then nobody was as funny making fun of him as Trump was like unintentionally being the wildest person ever. And like, I feel like Herschel Walker is even further in that way to the point that like, sometimes I don't even want to laugh at him because like he is clearly suffering from like, extreme brain trauma like the way that his mind works um oh like, yeah it, it's not that i'm like oh we should pity i'm like no fuck that dude but like it's no snl could never be as funny as like pulling out a fucking toy badge that the cops give to the like jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> i think attributing his behavior to some unknown brain trauma well, he was a football player. He got a lot of concussions. So, like, he legitimately has CTE. All right. Fine. I'll accept that then. 
Yeah, no. Um, I mean, and again, it's not to defend him or be like, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so harsh on him. Like, uh, we we definitely shouldn't let him be in charge of this, like one of the Senate seats or anything. But like, th- this is probably a major contributing factor in the reason that he acts this way. Because like, one of the things with CTE is it like completely annihilates your impulse control and shit like that. So like. There's a lot of examples of people getting traumatic brain injuries and then, like, their entire personality changes. They become, like, violent and dangerous and shit. Um, And we should not – we should care for them medically and uh, keep them out of public office. That's just my thing. That's just my thing. (sighs) And, you know – Yeah, at least until they – stop being uh ridiculous again yeah. like if that happens i don't know yeah uh no yeah. herschel walker is like a cartoon character like it's like how yeah. did we find somebody so ridiculous to like actually run for office where i the and 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 fox news you know threw in the the softball questions where where, where sean hannity is sitting there like uh you know so uh you know we we heard you uh you know uh, we, you gave this woman some money for an abortion. It's like, I gave a lot of people a lot of money. And it's yeah. like, that's not <laughs> that's the a, defense you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I gave a ton of women money for, you know, to get rid of mistakes that they made. Uh, I don't know. This could be anybody. This could be so many people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We talked yeah, about it a lot last week. He's a, uh, he's a big piece of shit, but, uh, yeah, it's very funny that he has a toy badge on him at all times. So you got to hand it to him. Um, nobody can be funnier than the shitty reality we live in. Um, our last main story for this week, we need to talk about Kanye West. Uh, this motherfucker had oh, no. a roller coaster of a week. I was like looking at this. I cannot believe this is like seven days worth of things that happen. There's so much. Deanna, have you seen any of this stuff coming through? I've seen some of it. Um I've seen some of it and honestly it my feelings on it also tie back to what I was just saying about like attributing behavior to someone's mental illness like it some of the things that Kanye does you could maybe attribute them being erratic or impulsive to his mental health but the reality is like the shitty thoughts that that he acts on yeah are his own like like behavior can be attributed to certain things but i feel like some of the things that kanye says it's like all right well like i know a whole lot of people who are bipolar and that doesn't make you hold certain views anti-semitism is not a symptom of bipolar disorder yeah neither type one nor type two yeah no and like i think i think the problem is is that like people specifically on the right like candace owens and tucker carlson they realize that because kanye is like so reactionary that like and, and, like, liberals don't want to hang out with Kanye anymore, that, like, by them kind of bringing him on to their shows and bringing him in, they can kind of influence and, like, harness his, like, uh, unwell paranoia, but, like, they can sell it. Like, when Tucker gets to say, hey, look, a black guy is saying these things that are racist and anti-Semitic, you can't be mad at him or else you're not woke. Like, there is, like, people... And, like, not to say that, like, Kanye has no accountability, but, like, he's adding into, like, people are able to use him to, like, further justify their, like, I, 
I, I think Kanye West is a very bad like person. I think he has terrible beliefs, but I think that like he is definitely like paranoid and out of like not you know not totally there. I don't think he's like evil the way that Tucker Carlson is evil. Like Tucker Carlson knows what he's doing and is doing it on purpose. And the same with Candace Owens. Like they're just doing they're using Kanye their connection to Kanye to make this like like justify their point like. Kanye West was given some fucking interview about how like George Floyd like died of fentanyl poisoning and said that like oh that cop's knee wasn't even on his neck and then you look into it like Candace Owens just made a movie about that that premiered this week like this is you know clearly because Kanye is going through this shit and like have I don't know it's it's really it's terrible all that being said like uh Kanye doesn't trust any of his old <laughs> friends. Like he, there was a DM that he posted between Diddy and him, where Diddy was like, "Hey man, like, can we talk? Like, so obviously shit's going on." And Kanye was like, "Oh, the Jews sent you to try and shut me up." Like, there's, it's reaching like a very dangerous territory because the only people that will talk to or that Kanye wants to talk to or will talk to him are these like despicable monsters that are like, I don't know. Um, it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, that all that being said, I do believe that if Kanye runs for president in twenty twenty four, he will probably win. Um, I don't see. I, I I just it sounds less crazy right now than saying that Trump would be president in twenty fourteen sounded. So like I don't know. I could see it happening. Um, There's enough people out there that are like so nihilistic that they just want to like toss a grenade into the room. Like I think a lot of people. Even, even that voted for Trump in 2016 or 2020, it wasn't about ideology or anything. It was uh, this, and not, not to say that voting for Trump doesn't come with its own ideological baggage, but like there's a lot of people that just wanted, that were so contrarian mm-hmm. that they just wanted to burn everything down. And they were like, you know, what would be the best way to burn this down really quickly is put the least capable guy in history in office and just see what happens. Like it's it's the producers for politics, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. They they were like, this is your springtime for Hitler musical, and it's just rolling now. Yeah. So like I said, like you know, in a vacuum, Kanye is definitely doing terrible things and should be held accountable. I just think that like the fact that he's like falling into this you know loop with these right wing like uh, reactionary like people with. I don't think Kanye. Uh, on his own has much of an agenda he's just saying crazy shit like dude one of the interviews he gave he was talking about how he thinks that one of his kids has been replaced by an actor to uh to influence his other children inside of their home and it's like you should not be like trying to bring this guy on to talk about politics (laughs) like he's he's fucked in the head um and yeah, like that, that because he has that name, he can be harnessed by these people that are much more just like, we have an agenda. We want to, you know, change things. And it, it, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I feel really bad about it. And uh, once again, this has been the worst week yet. Um, yeah. Any, any thoughts? What's the quick, so you asked me if I heard about any of it and I hadn't heard about, I had heard about some of it. But like, what what's the what's the quick what what's the quick bullet points? What's on the cheat sheet? So, um, the first thing that happened was last Sunday. He and Candace Owens uh, went to a fashion show wearing White Lives Matter shirts, and then um, he went on Tucker to give this interview about it. Uh, so, but 
after the interview was done, but before it aired, then that's when uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it was Diddy reached out to him where he posted that message. Um, so Kanye got banned from Instagram because he was like doing anti-Semitism. So he went over to Twitter and re- like reactivated his Twitter. He hasn't tweeted in like two years. And he had this wild tweet that was like, I'm a bit sleepy now, but when I wake up, I'm going Death Con 3 on the Jewish people. Also, because uh, it, I can't be anti-Semitic because black persons are Jew or some shit like that. Like it, So he then also got banned from Twitter. So then the Tucker interview aired. Like It had already been taped, but it hadn't aired. I'm pretty sure I have that timeline right. And in this interview, he's like talking just like all these like wild reactionary bullet points and you know, it, it it's really bad. And then Vice leaked some parts that were edited out of the interview, and that's where he was talking about like the wildest shit about um about Jewish people and stuff, and and about his kids being secretly replaced. Like they clearly just used the parts for Tucker Show, which like were like, oh, this is a guy who's you know, uh, you know, speaking back against the woke reactionary left, uh, whatever. But you know, Kanye was like ranting about some really, really bizarre and like unwell shit. Um, and then he, uh, Candace Owens, like did this whole thing where she's like, maybe Kanye, whenever he said the Jewish people, he was talking like she like did this whole defense of him. And then Ben Shapiro was like, now obviously I don't agree with what everything that Candace says, but and, and you know Kanye is obviously very anti-Semitic, but you know it's important for the blah, blah blah blah. And then. Uh, there was this premiere for Candace Owens's anti George Floyd, anti Black Lives Matter documentary that she made, and that was just I think yesterday or the day before, and that's when Kanye was talking about how George Floyd, uh, George Floyd's death had nothing to do with the cop's knee, um, and this was within a week. Uh, it's a lot. I just every every day I look around, just in general, and I just. How the fuck did we get here? And how the fuck do we get out? I don't know. We have to get a time machine to bring back 2006 Kanye. Ice cream truck time machine? It's it, Honestly, I, Hollywood, call me. Um, so this has <laughs> obviously been a lot of bad news, but I do have one uh, bright spot to end on, if you, if you will. Uh, Deanna, you might have got the notification for this. I'm sure you probably saw um, this week... The second of at least three, maybe four trials for Alex Jones came to a conclusion. Uh, these are yeah. <laughs> trials uh, d- dealing with the fact that he, for months, said that Sandy Hook was fake and then uh, got sued for it. Um, this judgment that happened in a court in Connecticut, uh, the jury awarded him, uh, awarded his pl- the plaintiff suing him almost one billion dollars like <laughs> this is this is this is incredible um oh yeah. that's my favorite story of the i week. love to see it yes uh alex jones uh, for listeners who are considering another podcast to try out you should check out knowledge fight it is yes it is my one of my current favorite shows um i didn't know much about alex jones until i started listening to that and uh now i'm like I'm deep in it. So like I oh, like, no. I, I knew he was a bad guy. I knew he was a crazy person, but like I didn't like really 
when you when you have somebody that like will take the things that he says within an hour and like just condense it down to like a couple minutes and show you how he contradicts himself and how Alex Jones's brain works to like jump into it's a really great show and he is a really really awful person so he's currently trying to raise money so that he can counter sue and hold them up and like get an appeal and shit but like this motherfucker is guilty as shit like there's even even if they get an appeal he's going to lose like any jury that sees him doing his show there's no fucking way like there's no fucking way (laughs) yeah no it's it's ridiculous also like like the 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 barrier is so high for like defamation charges like what you have to actually show uh somebody doing like 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 malice like Mm -hmm. but i i love that it took place in my my hometown waterbury connecticut like like that is where the trial took place and uh Getting robbed in Waterbury, Connecticut is a very normal thing to do. Uh, <laughs> and so Alex Jones getting getting a billion dollars taken from him is very uh, classic Waterbury. Water, Waterbury is the Detroit of the Northeast, if you will. Uh, it was once called the armpit of America by someone in New Orleans, uh, which <laughs> was coming from someone in New Orleans. Uh, but also... Uh, the Sandy Hook thing really hits home for me personally. Um, uh, I was uh, when, when that happened. I was actually an EMT in a in, in a, a district that surrounded that, and some of my coworkers took that call. Jesus um, fucking Christ! Yeah, yeah. And um, I had a friend uh, whose uh, whose sister uh, had died in that, um, and it was very bizarre because I hadn't seen her in maybe a year or two. Uh, prior to that, uh, I, you know, had kind of gotten busy with my career and was just kind of focused on that at the time. And um, I, you know, I, I was on Facebook a couple of days after it happened because that was, uh, you know, with December, it was like, uh, you know, kind of, kind of the end of the year. And so I'm, you know, sitting around the house having some, some hot cocoa and I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, X person has a picture with the president. That's so cool. Like, I wonder what she did to meet the president. And then, like, I saw, like, the location tag in Newtown, where Sandy Hook is, and I was like, fuck. oh, fuck. I was like, oh, fuck, they got a picture with the president. That sucks so bad. Yeah. Uh, like, the, the context uh, drove the tone of that sentence, like, big time. Yeah. Um, it, you only get a, a picture with the president for either a really good or a really bad reason. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. it's uh, But that, that's such, like, a... I don't, I don't know for, for people in Connecticut, like, especially that like live towards that Western edge, like you almost always know somebody who was impacted by that. And uh, it was crazy seeing people be like, ah, it was fake. It was fake because like the EMTs that I know that like service to those calls are ruined for life. Like you don't see like however many dead children and just like come away from that, like feeling jolly about shit. Right. Yeah. Like you're, you have post-traumatic stress disorder for life and you will never get rid of those nightmares. I can only imagine. Um, but, uh, I don't have to imagine the fact that Alex Jones is, uh, completely fucked financially, maybe forever. So that's, Yay. that's good. Um, we love to see a piece of shit, take a big fat L 
Um, oh yeah. So yeah, that's all. That's all we got for this week. So so Sophia, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, you, thanks for having me on. Would you like to plug anything? Where can people find you and follow you? Uh, if you look me up uh, on Twitter, I am at Alana Smithy, which is a play on Alan Smithy. Which uh, if you don't know, just Google it. It's it's a lot more than uh, I want to spend time explaining. Uh, but if you look up Sophia Florence, you'll find me there. Uh, if you look up Sophia's Florence dash comedian, you'll find me on Facebook. If you look up so fresh and so clean, all one word with a PH instead of an F in fresh uh, on Instagram, you'll find me there. Although I don't post anything cool on Instagram. So like you might see a picture of a bug once in a while. Hell yeah. I think bugs are pretty cool. Um, we but you won't, bugs. You'll, you'll see, you'll see some comedy flyers. Um, I'm the regular host of a series of shows called Comedy in the Dirty. We are running, if you're in the Connecticut area or, uh, you know, the, that, that way eastern side of New York and you're feeling bored, uh, we'll be running everything out of uh, Highland Brass in Waterbury, Connecticut, the home of robbing the fuck out of Alex Jones. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as a, a semi-monthly showcase uh, starting in, in December. So, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of those, a lot of people coming in from out of town, uh, cool, intimate environment, great cocktails. Um, and uh, I'll be in D.C. on November 10th. So keep an eye out. Hell yeah. Deanna, what do you got to plug? Where, what, do you, what, do, what, are you, what are you doing while I'm out of town? Just standing out in the yard yelling, Emma Louise! <laughs> <laughs> so uh if you are deanna's dog go back in the house um you can follow me at andrew hillary us you can follow the show at worst week yet you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash worst week yet and of course as always tune in again next week for more bad news